Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Steelers' season is over after a 31-17 loss to the Buffalo Bills in the wild card round. Reacting to this Monday playoff game, welcome into the Believe in Steelers show. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. With a live reaction and a disappointing finish to the Steelers' season. Before I get too far along, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. There's still plenty of NFL playoff action. If you want to place a bet on any of the NFL games, spreads, player props, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. You can see that on your screen right now to receive... Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Where do I start? Let's start here. Going down on the road in frigid temperatures, 21 nothing, with the guy in Mason Rudolph, who started as your third string quarterback, it's not a recipe for success. And you wanted a different result, but you dug yourself too deep a hole. It was almost 24 to nothing before Montrevious Adams blocked the field goal. But it was the turnover battle and it was running. We told you that that would happen going into this game. Steelers turned the ball over twice. George Pickens fumble and Mason Rudolph's interception to Kyrie Elam in the end zone, trying to connect with Deontay Johnson. Both of those plays are huge. And it could have been even worse if they had ruled Friermuth's fumble a fumble. Somehow the Steelers keep the ball on that play as well in the first half. 21-0 deficit on the road with the guy in Mason Rudolph, who's your third string quarterback to start the season. <laughs> like, if you're 21-0 on the road in those weather conditions, I don't care if they had Kenny Pickett or your starter who's out there. I don't care who's the quarterback. And you get gashed over the middle defensively. Yes, you're without TJ Watt, and we told you what it would be. Steelers now 1-11 without T.J. Watt and all the games played without him. And I want to say this too. I've been a Mike Tomlin fan for a long time, and I think he got the best out of this group because if this game were played 10 times, I think the Steelers maybe win twice. But after the game, we've had Mike Tomlin here on the Believe in Steelers show. We've had Brooke Pryor on the Believe in Steelers show multiple times. Brooke is asking the question that's the elephant in the room saying, before she can even get the question out, you're entering the final year of your contract and he walks off the podium. And I get that the emotions are raw after this game. I get that. I understand that. You have to know that that question's coming if you're Mike Tomlin. And you could even say, look, I'm not going to entertain those questions at this moment now. We'll talk about them here in the coming weeks. You'll know. Brooke Pryor has to ask that question as a reporter because if she doesn't, her boss or her editor is going to be saying, hey, why didn't you ask this? And then the reports of later on this offseason where if it's Adam Schefter who also works for ESPN or if it's Ian Rappaport who's over at the NFL Network about Mike Tomlin's future, where they're the one who gets the leak on that story in a competitive media landscape. Tomlin's got to answer the questions that are going to face him in the 21-0 start. And you can ask the questions about the game. If the Steelers don't extend his contract beyond the 2024 season, he's a lame duck coach. 
Who can you go get as an offensive coordinator that can help salvage this thing, whether it's Kenny Pickett, or they're saying, well, you got to have an open competition with Rudolph next year. Does Mason Rudolph even want to come back, given what he's been through with this organization? And he's earned himself a lot of money, Mason Rudolph. He's going to be making a lot more than just $1 million. League minimum he came back for this year. So these are all the questions that I have after this loss where the Steelers just dug themselves too deep a deficit. And if not for the missed field goals, like, and then a missed field goal at the end, 31-17, it wasn't even that close. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. And that's just where I'm at. That's where I'm at emotionally after this game, after what was a very frustrating loss. And in a loss where the Bills, they're in a different class right now than the Steelers. Josh Allen, who second most interceptions in the league coming into this game, they didn't turn the ball over. And you see why we're really excited as football fans outside of Pittsburgh for Bills Chiefs yet again in the playoffs because Mahomes Allen's going to live up to the bill. And it's going to be, it would have been exciting to see Steelers and Ravens in the divisional round and the third time these two teams have played. Come on. As a seventh seed, credit the Steelers for getting into the playoffs. I think maybe they maximized what they could be this season. But I said at the start of the year, what's a successful season for the Steelers in 2023? And it's the playoff success with Tomlin. We could talk about, okay, the three-game win streak to end the regular season and clawing yourself back after that embarrassing loss to the Colts in that Saturday night game. I believe that was week 15. We could talk about that, but it's the lack of playoff success. We talk about the struggles of the offense. It is the fact that the Steelers have not won a playoff game since January the 15th, 2017. That's what we're mad about. That's what we're mad about. And whether Tomlin's the guy or not, the big question is, is if he's going into the final year of his contract and you want to fix this offense and you want to see what you have in Kenny Pickett, who are you going to be able to get as an OC from outside the organization that can get this right? Or are you just going to promote from within again with Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan? And we've seen how that's gone when Randy Feekner took over, when Matt Canada took over, internal hires. How do you want to get this right? And what are the things that the Steelers need to do to actually have playoff success again? And I'm not even talking about Super Bowls. I'm talking about winning a playoff game. That's what I'm talking about right now. You go down 21-0 on the road? Nah. Nah. Is the turnovers his time of possession? Now, Pickens fumble. He's trying to make a play. Young player. He's very frustrated at the end. The pass interference penalty. But Deontay Johnson on Kyir Elam's interception has to find a way to break up that pass. Almost where the receiver acts as the defender there. Down in the red zone, you've got to get a score there. I thought that was a huge play. And Mason Rudolph's trying to make a play in a tight window. And Elam made a great catch. He made a great catch. I thought that was a huge swing. But the turnover battle, 2-0. And then the Bills had the ball for more than 33 minutes in this one. And they're playing with that physicality that we haven't seen. 
on that Josh Allen rushing touchdown. Demonte Kazee, Casey, missed tackle on that play. I understand you're trying to strip Allen. Second longest rushing touchdown by a quarterback in playoff history. Just get him to the ground, live for the next play. And Josh Allen, I thought, was spectacular today. I really thought he played a great game for the Bills. And the Bills are hot now, too. Going into the divisional round against KC, they beat him earlier in the regular season. Bills have now won six games in a row. They've won six games in a row heading into the divisional round, and they'll host KC at home. People checking in, I want to say hi. Uh, Temple Radcliffe saying, thanks for a great season, Mark. Temple, thank you for watching. I appreciate the kind words. Steven checking in saying, I turned this game off when Josh Allen was halfway to the end zone on that long touchdown run. What an absolutely embarrassing performance. Yeah, Steven, I can't imagine a lot of people are happy after this one. Um, Autumn checking in. Looking ahead to next season already. I love it. Saying, Autumn says, hey, Mark, Steelers need to put Broderick Jones at left tackle and get another right tackle and really need a center, get another corner, more linebackers, another defensive tackle. Yeah, I hear you, Autumn. Autumn, thank you for watching. Thank you for your comment. The frustration lies with the lack of playoff success. January of 2017 is the last time the Steelers have won, and we can talk till we're blue in the face about all of this, but that is what we're frustrated about. And again, if this game's played 10 times, maybe the Steelers only went twice. Maybe I'm being generous there. Pittsburgh entered as a 10-point underdog today. But going down 21-0, how do you dig yourself out of that kind of deficit and expect to win? And then you're going to have to abandon the running game and put more of the onus on Mason Rudolph. That wasn't going to be the recipe for today's game. It wasn't going to be. Take the home crowd out of it, too. A raucous crowd. It seemed like in the first half, everyone was just throwing the snow in the air in celebration after big play, after big play, after big play. I didn't think the defense was that good today. And again, you're without TJ Watt. I certainly understand that. But you got a sack from Marcus Golden today. I I just... I don't think the final score was reflective of the domination by the Bills because... You take away missed field goal at the end. You take away the blocked field goal. It's another two scores. That's at least six more points if you're Buffalo. And it's just too little too late from Pittsburgh. Where Where's that from the jump? In a playoff game. In a playoff game. And I get that they're tough. And look, Buffalo, I'll be honest with you, I think that they should be favored against the Chiefs. I don't know what bet online has that game line at, but at home, the way that they're playing and the Chiefs offense that's struggling coming into the playoffs maybe looked a little bit better against the Dolphins, but that Dolphins game was the Chiefs defense. So I'd say I like Buffalo headed into the divisional round. I really do. I really do. But Mike Tomlin's got to answer that question at the end or say, hey, I'm just not going to address that at this time. I'm going to focus on this game next question. Just walking off. You can tell he's mad. A lot of Steelers fans are mad. A lot of Steelers coaches, personnel, everyone's upset with this playoff result. Because from the jump, you were down 21-0. It was almost 24-0. And Montrevious Adams blocks the field goal. The Steelers go down and they get a score, cut it to 21-7 at half, get a stop to open the second half. 
and Steelers offense struggles. They get uh 21 to 10 after a Boswell field goal. Uh, one thing I want to defend Tomlin on in the first half, Marcus Golden got a sack and people were saying, Oh, call a timeout. There were about, eh, I want to say about 42, 43 seconds left in the first half with Josh Allen as your quarterback. I know it's second down and long. The bills could have gone down and scored again. And you could have said, well, force the bills to punt because it appeared that the punter pulled his hamstring when Montrevious Adams blocked the field goal, Nick Herbig picked it up. I was really hoping for a scoop and score. And I think the Bills only punted once in the second half. The punter looked okay uh, on a punt to Calvin Austin the third, and was at least able to get it done then. And I'm sure they either stretched it out or gave him a shot or did something at halftime to say, hey, we need you to be able to do something, even if it's like a 30-yard punt. But people are criticizing Tomlin for that. I didn't think that had any bearing on the outcome of the game at all. I'm going to be honest with you. Because with Josh Allen as your quarterback and you put more time on the clock for him, the Bills were out of timeouts at that point. What's to say Josh Allen can't go down and put your team up another score and it's 24 nothing at half or 28 nothing at half? It's all the clock management gurus. I will say this. I will say this. To call a timeout with two seconds left in the first half, didn't make a ton of sense to me, but the odds of the Bills scoring a touchdown there versus maybe the Steelers getting a defensive touchdown, maybe that's your argument there. Maybe that's your argument there, but ah, what a frustrating result tonight for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what do you do to move on in the offseason? So here would be my roadmap. He has to agree to come back for the Steelers. Assuming he's due back, I figure out a way, even if it's just on paper, to say, we're going to extend your contract beyond the 2024 season so we can go get the best offensive coordinator this organization can hire from outside, from outside the Steelers organization for who's currently on the coaching staff. So we're going to bring in a new OC, and Tomlin won't be a lame duck with a fresh contract. That's the first thing I would do. Number two, I would go to Mason Rudolph and say, hey, can we bring you back on the cheap? Can we bring you back for, say, a two-year contract for about $10 bucks, $5 million a year? How does that sound? The money you're allocating to Mitch Trubisky right now, you cut Mitch Trubisky, you give the Mason Rudolph, you draft a quarterback mid to late rounds in the 2024 draft because you probably start the season with Kenny Pickett. Open competition, Pickett, Rudolph. If Rudolph doesn't want to come back and wants to test the waters in free agency, and that's well within his right because I think he's earned himself it's the money, the way he's played the last four games. You've got to bring in someone because if Pickett's not the guy through like eight games next year, you got to do something. I'm operating under the assumption that Kenny Pickett is your starter for the 2024 season, but the reality is through two seasons now, he hasn't been able to get through a full season from the moment he stepped on the field week four of the 2022 season to say, I can make it through a whole season healthy. The best ability is availability. Kenny Pickett hasn't been able to get through a whole season healthy at this point. And if not Mason Rudolph, you either have to see what the free agent class is, or you got to go make a trade and go get someone to serve as a backup to Kenny Pickett because I'm not convinced he's the guy right now. And then you got to decide some things too. Najee Harris, you're picking up his fifth-year option. Honestly, he played well in the last few games of the 2023 season, but I probably wouldn't 
because I don't, I wouldn't pay a premium for Najee Harris. I like him in the locker room. I like him as a leader. His on-field performance, eh, eh. Deontay Johnson's going to be in the final year of his deal too. So those are realities that you're entering into in the 2024 season of what you need to decide. I would also say, hey, Allen Robinson, thanks for your services. We're not picking up your contract for $10 million. And the same with Chooks Okorafor, where he's making about 10 plus million to sit on the bench. Nope, bye. And the Steelers can either go get another swing tackle. How the Steelers handle Broderick Jones and Dan Moore Jr. is going to be interesting because Dan Moore Jr. on the cheap is going to be entering the final year of his deal. Do you want to move Broderick over to the, to the blind side? Do you want to flip him in the offseason? Because then Dan Moore Jr., say what you want about him, and he had a really dumb penalty on one of the extra points tonight that they didn't enforce until the kickoff, but he, it's he's played well enough relative to what he's making for a salary, and he's making less than $2 million a year right now. And he's a starting offensive lineman in the NFL. That's great value. You're going to have to pay more for him if you want to keep him. And then the center position with Mason Cole, I mean, that's no secret. Um, Robinson leaving the game with a concussion. Joey Porter Jr., too. I didn't talk about this yet. I thought the play where he was trying to tackle Stefan Diggs and then Connor McGovern uh, for the Bills, I thought it was a dirty play. Just going to be honest from what I saw. And I understand the lineman's trying to move his skill position player forward, but the way that he kind of just rolled up on Joey Porter Jr., I thought it was a dirty play. And there's going to be some animosity uh, between these two teams if they see each other again. There's going to be because uh, you looked at the sideline and George Pickens was not happy after that. What he thought was a pass interference penalty, I think it could have been called. Now, down 14 late in the game, does it change the result of the game? Probably not. Probably not. Steelers and Bills not due to play in the 2024 regular season. So be aware of that. Be aware of that. Um, Temple, th- this is perfect. Temple saying, showed heart and stayed in the game, but can't come out so darn flat. Yeah. Yeah. Autumn checking in. Hey, Mark, I love Mike T, but the league is pivoting to offense. We as an organization really need to evolve with it. We need a franchise guy like the city and the team deserves it. Autumn, do you want to see the Steelers go see who else they could get as a head coach? Because one other thing, too, that no one wants to talk about with Mike Tomlin is, is this. If you bring in a new coach, the Steelers run a 3-4 base defense. All of your personnel is for a 3-4 base defense. If you bring in a new coach, is he going to want to implement a 4-3? See, we focus so much on the offensive side of the ball and trying to get the offense right, something that hasn't been right, if we're being honest, since Ben Roethlisberger shattered his elbow in week two of the 2019 season. So if you bring in a new coach... You also have to have a plan defensively. It's an important facet of football. And you still have some young talent, like Fryermuth will be, is still a young player, I believe, in his third year. George Pickens as well. So you still have some young talent. But then Deontay entering the final year of his deal, he's a good route runner. He's a very good receiver. Do you want to pay a premium for a player like that? Or do you want to allocate 
that money elsewhere? See, these are questions that the Steelers are going to have to ask, and they're going to have to ask too relative to what's your plan for quarterback. So before I sign off, here's where I'm at. I would try to extend Tomlin beyond next year with the reason of you've got to bring in a new OC from outside the organization. Assuming Kenny Pickett wins a quarterback competition between hopefully him and Mason, he's going to be your starter next year. If Mason even wants to come back, can he come back for, say, two two-year contract, $5 million a year? Beyond that, it's probably not worth it, but he might be. Another team might pay that. When he tested the free agent market last offseason, there wasn't much there. He came back on the cheap for the Steelers. The way he's played in the last four games of the regular season, if Pittsburgh doesn't pay him, someone will. He will have a higher salary next year compared to this year. I promise you that. I'd part ways with Mitch Trubisky. I draft and develop a quarterback to say, if Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph aren't the guys, we have someone waiting in the wings to develop a quarterback. I've said this for weeks now on the Believe in Steelers show. 49ers did it with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, who is the third pick. Eagles had done it with Jalen Hurts when they had Carson Wentz, who I believe was the second pick. The Cowboys did it with Dak Prescott back in the day. I could go on and on and on and on. This is what good, smart franchises do. But all of this is contingent upon if you don't extend Tomlin's contract and he is the coach next year, not only is he a lame duck coach, you're hamstringing yourself and delaying the inevitable for another season. And that's just the honest truth. My name is Mark Bergen. This is another edition of the Believe in Steelers show. Steelers season is over. I'll be back with Ike Taylor to discuss this game in all of the wild card weekend games. But the Steelers season is over, and there are a lot of questions going into the offseason now. It will be very eventful between now, April's draft, free agency, what the schedule is for the 2024 season. And in a lot of ways, we're just as busy in the offseason as we are when they're actual games. Steelers come up short 31-17 to in the loss to the Buffalo Bills. I'll see you next time. Take care and so long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.